Welcome into the Backcourt Podcast here on a Friday morning. Got lots to talk about. We have the NBA Finals going on right now. We have a couple big movie releases. We also are in the swing of things in baseball. And right now we're going to start with, obviously, the NBA Finals, the biggest sporting event right now, especially in the U.S., but probably around the world. We have Nikola Jokic, who might be the greatest athlete in the world. He put up a 30-point triple-double last night with 30 points, over 20 rebounds, and 10 assists. Um, just an insane stat line, and he's just showing over and over again that he is truly one of the best offensive players we've ever seen in this game. And along with that, Jamal Murray also had a 30-point triple-double, which, as far as I know, as far as I've heard, has never happened before. So, historic stuff going on in the finals for the Nuggets. Obviously, the offense is looking great. Murray, 34-10-10. There are a little bit of worries with the other guys not really getting going, but if you have your two-star players in Jokic and Murray... Playing at that level, you don't really need much help outside of that. <clears throat> now, game four is tonight. And really the key for Miami, I believe, is to get shooters going. Because when they have their shooters hitting threes, they're very, very hard to stop. Because um, they play really good defense. And when all the role players are hitting their shots... A really hard team to beat. As a Celtics fan, I saw it over and over. When they're at their best, you got guys like Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, um, Gabe Vincent, Cody Martin, not Cody Martin, Caleb Martin, rather, hitting their shots. And when they're not doing that, the team is really nowhere near as good. And what happened to Caleb Martin? He had 10 points last night, or two nights ago. Um, the first couple games, he only had a couple points. And against us, he was a damn all-star. Like, it's very frustrating. And just shows Miami, while we have a good series against them, um, typically, like, it's a close series. They definitely have guys that step up that usually don't, which is very frustrating. So, definitely need the role players to step up for Miami. I love if Jimmy Butler has a big game as well. If you can have... Jimmy having a big game and, say, Duncan and Struess and Vincent all pitching in with two or three threes themselves, um, that's a recipe for success. But, you know, it's really tough with this Nuggets team. They're playing really good defense. Offensively, like I said before, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are the most dominant two-players duo I've seen in a long time. I would say they're right up there nowadays with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, um, KD and Booker, to name a couple of the best duos in the NBA. Um, I think they're, if not at the top of that list, definitely in the conversation. Um, I'd probably have them at the top of the list just because Jokic is so good, and Murray has proven again and again that he is really one of the best guards in the NBA. Excuse me. 
Now the Nuggets. The Nuggets do have a little bit of a problem here, and that's Michael Porter Jr. If you haven't heard me talk about MPJ, not a big fan at all. I really cannot stand guys that all they do is shoot the basketball. And he's a good defender. I'll give him that. He plays good defense and just shoots. And I think he's a bit of a guy who touches the ball. It just dies like it's going up. You know, you know he's shooting it, which can be very frustrating, especially for a team the Nuggets who really are some of the best passers with, obviously, Jokic, one of the best passers we've ever seen. And then Murray, also a very underrated playmaker. And you have other role players that are really able to just help with the offense by screening and also passing, catching, and shooting. Um, as we saw, Michael Porter Jr. wasn't hitting his shots. He got taken out and benched for a lot of the game. Only playing just over 20 minutes, I believe. And, you know, I think if the recipe for success is him having more or him, him having less minutes, I think it's the right decision. You see guys like Aaron Gordon, who all around is a very, very good player. MPJ obviously has a higher ceiling as a guy who is 6'10 and can put up 25 a game. But when he's not going, Aaron Gordon is definitely more of a reliable um, there every day making stuff happen, while MPJ is a little more up and down, I would say. So we'll see. I'm really excited for game four. Unfortunately, I'm working tonight, so I can't watch the whole game, but hope to watch the second half. And definitely, I don't have any any stake in this. Like, I don't really care who wins, if I'm being honest. I just want it to be a great series. I'm hoping Miami wins this one. So we tied up two games apiece. And, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. Both these teams are really good. I'm just hoping we have a better game than last night or two nights ago. Okay, now we are going to go and shift to a little bit of legacy thing in the NBA. Kind of uh, what happens if Jimmy Butler wins a title? What happens if Jokic wins a title? So if Jokic wins a title, he's a guy, two-time MVP, <coughs> many all-NBA all teams. He's going to get a finals MVP if they win, unless somehow Jamal Murray can steal it from him which I don't really see that happening. Um, he's right up there, top 20, 30 all-time. Jimmy Butler wins a title. I don't know if he's quite that level, but I think he's definitely solidified himself as a top 50, top 75 player for sure. With the title, one of the best playoff players we've seen, I would say it's, uh, let me think. Really just like guys have been elite in the playoffs, clutching the playoffs in the last 10 years or so. There's obviously Kawhi, LeBron. I mean, LeBron's at the top of that list. And then Kawhi's run a couple years ago. I would say Jimmy Butler's right up there as one of the big guys in the playoffs that just shows up and has some really big shots and really elevates his game. So, anyways, definitely really excited to see that game. And who gets the win? I think it's going to be a good one tonight. Let's shift to some movie talk. We had Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Just came out a couple days ago. Really hard like name to say because the first one's Into the Spider-Verse. The second one, Across the Spider-Verse. 
And the third one's, uh, I forget what it's called, but, uh, anyways, they're just very similar names. And I would say, very critically acclaimed, this last movie, it's part one, and there's going to be a second part coming out potentially next year. Definitely excited to see that. But I do think it's a little overhyped. I thought the artwork and animation was just spectacular. Just like the first one, probably even better. Um, The way they used kind of current animation where it looks like very realistic and combine that with more of a paint and brushstroke artwork and comic books. Like when someone's flying through the air, they had the words pop up like, um, like you see in a comic book. Or like when there's a punch, it's like a pow word pops up on the screen. It was just very creative and very cool. Where I have a few problems with this story, or with this movie, is in the story. I thought it was really, really solid about halfway through, hour, hour and a half through. Where they lost me is in the last 45 minutes of this movie. Um, obviously, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but essentially, Spider-Man has to, um, I'm going to spoil it. If you haven't, if you have not seen it, just skip this part. It's just a little bit easier to spoil. So basically, he goes into this other universe where it's all the spider people. All the, there's just, from every universe, multiverse, it's kind of hard to explain, but there's just thousands of Spider-Man and Spider-People, I guess. Um, But essentially, he learns there about the future and what's going to happen in his universe he's currently in. And he finds out that his father is going to die. So once he figures that out, he wants to change it. But the person who's running the multiverse... Spider-Man 2099 or something's his name. Anyways, he doesn't want him to change anything. Because if you change something, this can happen in the future. It can essentially just make the multiverse fall apart and could be catastrophic. And reality could get all messed up. And I don't know how to explain it exactly, but I hope that makes sense. Anyways, he ends up escaping from the Spider-People universe and goes home to try to help. But we find out that he was bit by a spider from a different universe and that he's not in the right universe. So he's sent back to a different universe, different world, where he essentially meets himself in a different world, different reality. And himself in the other reality is evil. So I think basically we're set up for he's going to fight the main guy in the movie. The the whole guy or whatever his name was. Um, pretty interesting character. Very funny. But he turns into a pretty big villain. He's going to fight him. And I think he's going to fight himself is my prediction. Because he goes to the other universe and I think he's going to fight him. Anyways, I just... I didn't love how it ended. It kind of ended with a to-be-continued. The movie was 2 hours and 15 minutes. I think they could have cut out solid 20, 30 minutes of the movie. And it would have been just fine and actually a lot better. Um, 
I, I don't know. I was just frustrated by the way it ended. I got kind of confused where everything was going on. I was able to find out a little bit more after it, get it more explained, because Gwen, Spider Gwen is what she's called, was looking for him, but she was in the wrong universe. And basically we find out that um, the main Spider-Man in the movie is from a different universe, or supposed to be, and he goes back to a different universe. And anyways, it's kind of all over the place, which I don't love from movies sometimes. I think this multiversal thing, I think it can work a lot of times, but I think that you need to make sure it's very clear, because at least for me and... I know definitely other people were a bit confused about what was going on. But anyways, I just wish that was a little different. I would probably give this movie like a low 70s grade. It might be a little harsh, but it's just how I felt. I didn't love how the movie ended. I think it could have been wrapped up much nicer. I think it was a bit confusing in parts. But overall, I I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. I didn't love it like most people. But I thought it was good, and I'm definitely looking forward to the next part. Um, I think we'll be able to tie up some of my confusion a bit more, and once I see that, maybe I'll go back to this and give another review. But just this movie as the sole movie, part one, I thought it was good, not great. Anyways, that's probably all I'm going to discuss today. Um, Definitely Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, definitely... One of the biggest movies we've had in a long time. Probably the biggest movie of the year. Um, Gained a lot of popularity. Obviously, it was a very big success. A lot of people love this movie. Um, And definitely definitely happy from the standpoint of... um, I think Marvel definitely goes very formulaic at times. And very boring stories. Even the CGI at times, I think is not that great in the technology used. And that's what they pride themselves on. Just like very, very cool um, action scenes and everything. I think even at times that has been lackluster in the last couple of years. And of course the stories I've never been a really big fan of. I think they're boring. I think they've um, been done before. Um, I just don't really get the point. But I think this one definitely took a shot. Definitely took a big swing along with the first one, and I definitely love that they're doing that. I definitely love that for sure, Um, but as far as I, like I said earlier, I like the first one a lot. I love the first one. Second one, I liked it, but did not love it, but I think the third one will be able to wrap it up a bit. So, definitely like the shot they took by the animators here and whoever wrote this movie, but yeah. That's about it. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great day, and thank you again.